Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. From a spokeswoman for Bill Gates. Oh, They say, Mr. Gates met with Epstein solely for philanthropic purposes. Having failed repeatedly to draw Mr. Gates beyond these matters, Epstein tried unsuccessfully to leverage a past relationship to threaten Mr. Gates. A spokeswoman for Gates confirming Epstein was blackmailing him. Yeah. So I, Bonnie and Grove, man. The Epstein thing, I got a lot to talk. This Epstein thing really kind of, it kind of like, it's like a tick burrowing under my skin. I get a call. Let's go. Yeah, this is going to get hairy. You guys ready? <laughs> yes. No yes. more school. Yes. This is like live YouTube. You ready for this? <laughs> I don't know if you guys are ready. I get a call, I don't know, about four years ago. It's from, let's say, a friend. Prior line of work thing, right? Guy says, listen. And this guy who calls me is an unimpeachable source. This guy's not like some ham and egg or tomato can guy throwing out some theory about a UFO he saw 72 years ago, whatever. This is like a legit, no-nonsense guy. Guy you trust with your you know, wife, kid, and car, right? He says, you know, I, I got sent on a temporary assignment once. And on that assignment, I got sent out with on the WCD detail, William Clinton, uh, William Clinton detail. And uh, I knew this guy well. And he says, Dan, I, I got to share this with someone. He says, I go on a plane and Bill, you know, Clinton gets on the plane with this guy. And it turns out later, the guy's Epstein. Now, this guy I'm talking to, this source, he don't know who the, you know, Jeffrey Epstein is. He's just getting on the plane doing the thing, the whole, you know, protection gig, right? He says, I get on the plane and there are these girls who are obviously not of age who are on this plane. They're clearly young. These are not women. These are girls. And he says, I see Clinton like disappear into the back with, he goes, I don't know what happened. I'm not saying what happened because all I know is he disappeared and these girls were back there or whatever. And he said they land at the next stop, wherever it was. And he goes up to the boss on the detail and he says, I, I, I ain't getting back on this plane. Because he's, remember, he's a temp. He's not, so he's not used to like whatever Clinton was up to with the whole shenanigans thing. And this guy's clear as the driven snowman. He don't want to mess around with this. He says, whatever just happened back there, like, I don't want any piece of it. They, you know, they sent him home. They sent that guy home and he never, he's never tempted that detail again. Now, remember all those blackberries on that detail. Here's, here's where the story gets super weird. The guy tells me, what is it, months or a couple of weeks later, when you lose property in the Secret Service, an email goes out. I'll say like, hey, I lost this phone. And it goes, it gets logged into NCIC or whatever it is. And everybody knows. So basically, if you find this guy's gun, God forbid, or his phone, it's now effectively stolen property, right? All of a sudden, all the Blackberries on that detail for the agents start showing up like, oh, this guy lost his Blackberry. Holy shit. Wow, that's so crazy. How'd that happen? I'm like, no. He says, yes. He says it was the craziest thing. Like, oh, look, Agent Joey Bag of Donuts, missing Blackberry, missing Blackberry. This is around the whole time, like the Clinton thing's going on. So fast forward this story, right? He tells me that. About a year and a half after that, I'm in a green room at Fox, and I'm not going to say who because they didn't give me permission to share it, but well, the short story, but not who they are. Says, you know, Epstein's a, a, an intelligence asset for people in the Middle East, right? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. I'm like, you sure that? The person, let's say, is like, I'm absolutely sure of that. That he's either a witting or unwitting asset, intelligence asset. Meaning, 
his plane and that island, the cameras, there's a big assumption out there that these videotapes were exclusively in the custody of Epstein. That's a huge mistake. The reason they wanted this story to go away is because there's an assumption like, oh yeah, Epstein had him. No, he wasn't the only one who had him, according to this source. These assets, that's why this blackmail story makes so much sense. Which Middle Eastern countries they are, I don't know. But this person, who's a very, very good reporter, I mean, aces, right? Swore Epstein was either a witting or unwitting intelligence asset, and they may have had his plane wired up, and they're the ones who have all this stuff. So the point is, to sum it up, how how do you know some of these countries aren't going to some of these power players who aren't making decisions? Because, hey, you wouldn't want this video out there, right? How do you know? 100%. I mean, so what happens when you have a state like Colorado where they're actively aborting, I'm doing air quotes here, babies at the point of birth because legally allowed? Should the federal government go in and start arresting these doctors and prosecuting them? At what point do you then have the left saying, you are the authoritarian fascist arresting medical professionals and they frame it the way they want. I think it's time for us to um, give a big double-barreled fuck you to the left. Um, pardon the language here, folks. Uh, why do we give a shit about what the left is saying? So you're telling me that the side recommending genital mutilation, uh, saying we should put kids in shit schools in inner cities for generations that have no chance of prosperity, the side that won't pay a freaking dime in extra taxes themselves, that demands they sit on their fat asses and do nothing all day while you support them through your meritocratic work, that we should take them seriously when, oh, look, you guys are the fascists because there's an infant child that does nothing that's done nothing wrong we're not going to suck its brains out and you want to do something to stop i don't really give a shit what the left says so i i, I don't i'm not suggesting you do i'm just saying like if you want cutesy time and stuff like i'm definitely not your guy because i give zero fucks but about so, that so, so like, this, is, this is the point when do you send the federal law enforcement to go arrest them all in Colorado? See, that's different. That's different. That's a different argument because there is an option there. Like if, if we're talking about, you can't transfer the abortion argument over to that because we're talking about like sucking out a kid's brains in a post-birth abortion, or we're talking about crime and law enforcement. Like we have an option. Why? I lived through it in New York City. So before we send in the National Guard and talk about any military intervention, we could just do like what we actually did in New York. It was called broken windows policing. It wasn't even complicated. They just went out. I mean, we don't have time to go over the whole thing here, but the essence of it is really, really simple. They went out and said, hey, we should just arrest people for doing like crimes. Like it can't be that simple. No, I promise you it was. When I got out of the police department, the whole idea was, listen, we need cops on the corner. So if you, you see a kid jump at a turnstile in a train station, let him go, Tim, because you know what? I need you out there. I can't have you processing this kid all night. That's not a dumb idea. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. We want to prevent the robberies and the rapes, not that. Well, what happened? The dude who jumped the turnstiles, the guy who rapes the woman, he hasn't paid a fare. But so is, you catch him there and they cleaned up New York overnight. And this is my point. When Trump gets elected, do we send in 2000 agents to start arresting all of the doctors, all of them? They all have to be arrested because they're all facilitating abortion to the point of birth. If you are killing an infant child in violation of the law, then I'm really sorry, but you made that decision. So in El Salvador, when you've got 10, 15,000 guys in one area who are all obviously displaying tattoos, working as guards, actively participating in in seditious actions yeah then they send in the government and they arrest them all yeah. and the problem is when we get these photos of all these gang members being arrested 
and you get people of good principle saying, like, I'm kind of worried about a government going and rounding all these people up. Now, people in El Salvador, I, t I met a guy uh, in D.C. from El Salvador and uh, some, they were, he was talking to another guy. I heard him mention something about it. I said, oh, are you from El Salvador? He says, yes. And I said, what do you think about what's going on? And he says, I left there a long time ago, but now it's getting really, really good and I'm going to go back. I'm like, someone who moved to America is now wants to go back to El Salvador. So my, my concern is this. I completely agree. We have to be worried about a government that goes rogue. Like, we, like there, it was conservatives who were very gung-ho on Patriot Act stuff. And uh, not me, man. I not necessarily. No, yeah, you right. go back and look at my campaign videos. But the, and, and it was Obama who signed the indefinite detention provision. Oh, so I'm not saying me. it's just Republicans. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Luke brings up how he was trying to tell Republicans like, hey, man, watch out for this. This DHS stuff is going to come and bite you in the ass. It's hard to know whether what you're doing will work out perfectly. But I, I, I think it's a losing position to be like, hey, I don't want to go and arrest a thousand people because of the 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 um what the precedent set if another bad person gets in office it's like not you gotta arrest bad people doing bad things even if it means it looks bad so you end up with people in law enforcement saying i'll give i'll give you a story actually i was just skating in uh, uh, ha uh hagerstown skate park and the local guys over the ha hagerstown maryland you know where i know it well yeah they said a, a gang of young kids came there I believe this was not this past weekend, but the, oh, actually, no, this was, uh, this was Friday, I think, and beat the crap out of a guy and robbed him. And the cop said, we won't do anything. We can't do anything about it. We can't lay a hand on these kids. And if anyone else does, they're getting arrested because they're concerned about what the locals will, the, the public will think about cops coming in and grabbing a bunch of kids and roughing them up and arresting them in the scene that it causes. So they're like, we're going to back away from it. And this leads to out to excessive lawlessness. The solution would then be, Having a team of cops come out in gear, grabbing 12 kids, pinning them down and arresting them all. And then you get a ton of videos of cops in, in, in specialized armor fighting a mob of kids, a gang. You got to arrest them. You got to arrest them. If, if, yeah, but I'm not saying not arrest them. I'm just saying, but like, I'm, what I'm saying is the scale. corpus, bring forth the body and show me some evidence. Like, but, but, but that's the thing. But they're not going in El Salvador and just being like, no charges of trial. You're being renditioned. No, I, I. I listen. I, I'm not suggesting that every single person in that jail, or even even a, 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 a even a small minority, most of them probably. You know, it, it, I was. A, let me tell you the story. Can I tell you a quick story? Hell yes. I'm working a. <laughs> I'm working a big case. We're doing a proffer. I'm a federal agent. I'm not a cop anymore. I'm, I'm working with the Secret Service. I'm in a proffer session with this guy. Proffer. They call it a king for a day deal. Bad guy's lawyer comes in. You're sitting around a table, no different than this. Basically, whatever he says in there, they call it king for a day because we're not going to use it against him unless he lies. If he lies, then he can use it. So it's called a proper session. We're in there with this guy. We get this guy. This is a massive, massive like fraud scheme going on. I'm not going to say the guy's name, obviously, but we pull out a photocopy of his driver's license. We slide it across the table. It's the wrong guy. <laughs> it's not the guy. It's a different guy. I'm like, he turns around. He goes, that's not me. We're like, it wasn't my case. It was partly, was it, I'm like, holy shit, that's not this guy. Now, the crazy thing is the guy admitted to like 20 or 30 different crimes. <laughs> proper session, which is so, and we're like, what the hell do we do now? This guy, because it's a proper, it's a king for a day. My point is that like, 
We have rules and procedures, and those rules and procedures have to matter. For as much as I would have loved to have pulled that guy out of her handcuffs, like, ah, fuck the rules. You just admitted to all this stuff. We're gonna, we know you did it. The hard reality is once those rules go away and it becomes a discretion of people in power, they will always, Absolutely. always abuse it. Absolutely. Always. But I don't think that's what so so this conversation starts with El Salvador specifically. I don't I don't think that's what El Salvador is doing. I think now what you're actually seeing is a president who said, we're going to uphold the law as the law is meant to be upheld instead of governments that were working with the criminals. Yeah, but you got to worry about the guy that comes after BK. That's the problem. No, no, wait, wait, I, I, just don't, I just don't see this making sense. A president comes in El Salvador and says, hey, all these things are doing is illegal. And these cartels were, were working with corrupt government officials. Now that I'm here, I'm going to start arresting them for crimes. I'm not I'm, I, I am yeah, I am not worried about what happens next because the next president should uphold the law in the exact same way. But there the are. But the thing is, they're they he's arresting them for crimes. It's not right. We're not crimes. That's why I'm right. saying I don't want to make no, the enemy no, the perfect of the good, Tim. I'm not suggesting like El Salvador. Oh, they can just get a fine little court system like we had in New York and the NYPD. Like they obviously don't have the judicial structures we do or the fidelity to process like we do. So I don't make the enemy there. That's why I don't like, I'm not condemning the guy like, oh, he's full of shit. You know what? There are going to be a lot of people who live because of that. My point, I guess, in this whole thing and where I don't, I want to get, uh, I don't want to be confused with you or get sideways on this one is I just think we got to be very careful championing this stuff here. Like this is some kind of model for the United States. A lot of people even on our side were like, oh my gosh, if we could only do this here, like what? Like well, spy what? on people without warrants like we did for Trump? Like, But is that what he's doing? Well, how's he getting all this information? You're telling me they filed like a hundred thousand warrants. I mean, they don't. They're police for. I do the simple logistics, right? I mean, the FBI's got a surveillance squad that can monitor in a city probably less than I don't know five, six hundred people, far less than at any given day. You're telling me like all of these people got some kind of judicial process? I don't know. I'm I'm afraid to champion that. I think everyone else should be too. And you know what? If it makes me like, oh, what are you some kind of, someone said to me, you're a bleeding heart liberal or something. I said, well, are you a madman? Like, are you crazy? I'm the guy on Fox and all these things defending the cops when they do good police work. I'm the so guy me, doing that. So I'll, so I'll give you an example. In DC on January 20th, 2017, or 21st, I think it was, several hundred far left extremists were firebombing vehicles, setting fires in the streets, smashing windows. They all wore black intentionally. They told a bunch of people, they told everybody, hey, show up on this day. We're going to protest Trump. Wear all black. When they when the cops surrounded everybody and arrested, not, uh, arrested uh, several hundred of them. The court said. We can't prosecute you because we are required to prove as an individual you committed the crime. So the government tried charging them with conspiracy because they all chose to wear black to hide the crimes of the individuals in the crowd. And the court said, you can't do that. Prove to me that man right there through the firebomb or he is free to go. So Good. the only people who got criminally charged were those who pled, pleaded guilty. And that was early on until the NGOs came in and said, no, 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 don't worry to all the leftists. If you committed felonies, we will make sure you never see a, a minute in jail. Not only were these people freed after destroying D.C. in an insurrection, they sued the city and won large sums of money. A society that functions, uh, that operates that way can't function when you have the inverse happening to the other side. So you have the far left extremists firebombing buildings, smashing windows, and the courts say, sorry. Then you have January 6th and they say, we will hunt you down to the ends of the earth and lock you up indefinitely without charge or trial. 
That's where we're currently at. So if, if my point is this, if you are staring at an opponent who is cheating to the extreme degree and you keep saying, no, no, we're going to let them keep doing it. We want them to stop. Maybe one day we can stop them. I'm just like, at a certain point, the question is for El Salvador, the gangs are working with the government and they all know who the gangs are. They know who the bosses are and it's corrupt as it can, corrupt can be. So there's death. Nobody wants to be there. You get someone who comes in and says, we know who these guys are. They got the tattoos. We've got the, the records because they were colluding with government. Let's start arresting them. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying I know everything that happened. I'm just saying right now what we're dealing with in the U.S. is I watch the far left burn down cities and the courts then say, well, we agree with Dan Bongino on this. Then when the right goes in protests in Portland, the cops say, nope, we're going to lock them up because, you know, they're part of a group. Yeah, but like, the irony is like you're in all black. You could have been caught up in that and sent to jail illegally, right? I was arrested. You're wearing all black right now. And I was arrested. But the people wearing all black. But what if you had no recourse? They were all wearing, they were wearing hoodies and masks. And so you had a group of two, 300 people all dressed identically for the explicit purpose. No, of, I get it. But you see my point? Like, what if you were just an innocent, you're wearing black right now. What if you got, I, wouldn't you I feel like. I was wearing all black and I was arrested. Yeah. And I had a press card in my pocket. kind of messed up. And right? the cops pulled me out and said, you can go home now. Yeah, but what if you couldn't? Because you had all black on. That's my point. Like, you're, you're, if you show up to uh, an Antifa rally dressed like Antifa and you stand in a crowd of Antifa throwing firebombs at people. Well, that's different. But you that's what do they're that. doing. No, but you didn't do that. No. And that's why I got let go. My point is I don't know this. where we disagree. Like the, the whole point that we don't have an actual justice system right now, one that we do have a justice system that's blind. It's blind to the Democrats, a political party. There's no air between us. They're like, I absolutely agree. Uh, uh, my simple suggestion here is that there's a, there's a way to fix that. And the way to fix that and the only way to fix it, it's not violence, because once you cross the red line, it's over. Like, there's no going back going, oh, I'm sorry, I killed that guy. Like, once you go down that path, there's just no, and I think a lot of people who talk a lot of shit about violence have never been there. Like, if you guys actually sat there at a crime scene with like a dude's head blown off on the potatoes in a freaking bodega when you're the new guy, you know what that looks like? It doesn't even look real. Like, it looks fake. It doesn't look real. If you've never seen it, I swear, like, you're like, wow, that guy's- Head split in half. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, I can see the cerebellum. Like, this, ah, so I, the, my, we have a way to fix this stuff. We have a constitutional process. The fact that it's broken isn't like, ah, fuck it. Let's just like throw it out and declare like martial law. But no one's like, saying that. I'm saying yeah. Trump should, when Trump gets in, he should file every criminal indictment. Yes. If, if, if he, if he smells. Fire everybody. I just said that on my I, show. I, 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 no, no, I, don't, I, I think fire those who deserve to be fired. But if you smell. Even the lightest scent yes. of anything criminal, lock yes. them up. But we, it, we totally agree. It, I uh, to the camera. I concur with Tim <laughs> Pool. We. I don't know why we're. How well, are we arguing no, you, about? I mean, you, you're gone. Tucker's gone. Um, you know, there are a lot of questions over there now about what Fox is doing because they also cut ties with people like Laura Trump, and um, a lot of people wondering whether Fox is doing this intentionally without owning the fact that they're trying to cleanse themselves of people who were openly supportive of Trump or MAGA world or, you know, the, the new MAGA Republican Party that they're trying to get back to their, quote, establishment yeah. roots. Do you, what do you think? You know, I got a lot of thoughts on this. First, I want to hit this point. I think there are a lot of people, not just at Fox, but in the media in general, who really don't understand new media. And I use you for an example. I actually used you on my show. It was about two weeks ago or so. I did a whole segment on your show 
Um, Because I didn't want to make the story about me. And I said, you know, it's bizarre. They're writing, ah, nobody can survive outside of Fox. They said, look at Megyn Kelly, who hasn't done much since. And I shook my head. I'm like, what a bunch of morons. Do they not understand? See, I understand the podcast space. And I watch our rankings because I'm super competitive about everything. I know the audience you have. I can reasonably guess it. It's enormous. That, that, forget even social or anything like that. I'm just talking about strict downloads and watches, right? So I'm reading these articles about how Glenn Beck, oh, man, it's over for Glenn. Bill O'Reilly finished. Megan hasn't done anything. That Dan Bongino and Tucker, they're going to be finished. And I'm thinking, these people really don't get it. And I, I, I'm talking about media in general, but I'm not sure some people at, at Fox really understand that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they were good to me. I'm not going to knock them to me. The Tucker thing, I think, obviously was an enormous catastrophic mistake. I have friends over there still. I enjoyed my time. I love them to death. And I'm not telling you anything I haven't told them. I just don't think they understand that a lot of people in cable news, Megan, are fighting yesterday's war. They beat CNN and it's over. That fight has been number one for 20 years. They're not the problem now. You're the problem. Podcasts, mm-hmm. Rumble, YouTube. Twitter with Elon. That's the problem. The space has been totally disaggregated right now. People can go put Megyn Kelly in a search engine and watch your show a thousand different ways. They can watch clips on Twitter. People spread it around. And I did this whole thing on my show and I did a simple internet search of Megyn Kelly. I'm like, wow, totally irrelevant. They only wrote about her 10 times today. I'm like, what <laughs> What kind of idiot thinks? Right? And again, you're in my time slot. So I didn't care. I really loved the whole parallel media system. And I don't give a damn. I want to see you succeed and everyone else. But I just think, number one, it was a huge mistake because they may say to themselves, with Tucker at least, getting back to that specific thing, oh, you know, no sweat. Don't worry about it. You know, where's he going to go? Well, the answer is it doesn't matter. Wherever he goes, people are just going to go find him like they find you on Sirius, the internet, Rumble. It doesn't matter. The whole system's been broken apart. And I really think just to wrap this up, for Fox's sake, because again, I have friends over there. And I, Megan, for as many issues as you and I may have, we need Fox. We need a healthy, conservative alternative. And Newsmax is doing great, not knocking them. Their audience is exploding. But it's still, even with people leaving Fox, isn't Fox's audience, we need them healthy. What are we going to do? Watch MSNBC or CNN? They need to explain what happened with Tucker. You can't leave this out there in the ether. Because people are filling in the blanks and saying, because of A, B, C, D, you know, X, Y, Z, and filling in their own reasons. They got to explain this, or I think that the problems are going to continue. Well, Fox is in no danger of going out of business, but they're being taught a lesson right now by a very angry audience. And I support the lesson. You know, they've gotten too big for their own britches. They think they're the Fox News of 10 years ago, and they're not. They're on the way down. They're not on the way up anymore in terms of audience share and popularity, and they no longer have a monopoly for all the reasons you just stated. So some humility would serve them well right now in understanding their audience is their business. That is their entire business. You you thumb the middle finger at those people, your business is over. They're your bosses. And to not even show them the courtesy of an explanation on their favorite host is absolutely disrespectful. And the audience is punishing them. It's punishing the whole primetime right now. And I think they're going to continue punishing the eight. They're they're now reportedly moving Hannity to eight, and they're going to put Jesse at nine, and they're going to put Gutfeld at 10. Laura moves to seven, according to the Drudge Report. I don't think that's smart right now because the audience likes Sean. He's been there for years. I know he's a good friend of yours. 
Um, and I, I like Sean too, but they're they're punishing Fox. So don't take one right. of your biggest stars and line him up for punches in the face because he's going to get it too. He is going to get it next. And it's just not setting you're anybody up for correct. success. No, you're right. I mean, I, like Will Kane, for instance, was on this week. Everybody loves Who doesn't like Will Kane? I mean, he's, he's, he's a good Will's guy. an impossible guy to not like. But the yeah. ratings are still not great. So your assertion there is absolutely correct. They're clearly not targeting them specifically because some shows have done okay. Like people in the five seems to be holding up reasonably well, but I, they the really do time. need to provide some kind of an explanation. It's just, it's not going to work to keep it out there like that. Like this didn't happen. Cause I think a lot of people think this may be some kind of anti-Trump thing. I got to say, I, I don't, that wasn't my case. My, my deal with Fox, I haven't told the story anywhere else. You get the first kind of crack at this outside of what I said on my podcast, but I, I was not targeted. My show, they were dying to, re-up for the, we negotiated for an entire year. Um, so that I can't tell you like, oh, Fox got rid of me because they didn't. That's not, the liberal, you know, jerkwads are going to, oh, Dan Bongino was fired. I just give them the middle finger. It's just stupid. They're just making it up. I was there. I negotiate my own deals. I don't have an agent. I do my own business deals. I don't need any. I do my own business, right? They wanted the show. I just had a different vision for my role at the network. And that's okay. I was not, I'm not the Saturday guy, Megan. I'm sorry. I can't work six days a week. I've got, I've got mm. young kids and I'm not working six days a week. And even though we recorded the show on Friday, you know, the inside baseball of Fox, what happens when there's breaking news, which with Trump out there is all the time. All you got to be on. So I'm on a boat with my friend. I'm having a few adult sodas, maybe one too many adult sodas, not driving the boat. Don't worry about it. And all <laughs> of a sudden you get a call. Hey, there's a balloon from China. We got to go live. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I'm in any condition to go live, but I'll give it a shot. And, um, you know, I mean, we not that I ever went on the air, but listen, it's hard. So I yeah. couldn't do it. And I said, I'm sorry, like, that's not going to work out. So I definitely was not fired. Liberals are just making that up. But with the Tucker thing happening, a couple of people, you know, people call you and stuff. And I was definitely, you know, I'm not trying to, I don't want to put lipstick on this thing, but I'm not the easiest guy to deal with, Megan. I'm like a major PETA pain in the, you know, you can figure out. The, I, I just am because I've got my own stuff. I've got my own investments. I've got Rumble. I've got my podcast, my radio show. And the thing I think your success out there on your own has bought you is freedom. Money buys freedom. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it's true. I know you're not in this strictly for the cheese, but let's be honest. You know, it buys you freedom. And I was in a position with them where I could walk away from a show on Fox and say, I'm sorry, that's not my vision. And, and it's different. But someone told me later that, you know, in the end, it probably they weren't that eager the last few weeks to make this thing work uh, because, you know, you, you could be a little aggravating to work with. And, and that, they're mm -hmm. not wrong. And that's OK. Maybe I'm not mm -hmm. a company guy in that respect. I'm sure they're but, regretting uh, it now. I'm just not. I mean, it's like I've got to. Yeah, you're, you're one of the people they could have slid into that eight o'clock time slot and won back over those angry viewers. So, I mean, talk about not planning out into the future when you make your employment decisions. But you and I both know, Dan, the truth is 95% of the people who are on those cable news lineups right now would do anything to be in your slot or my slot right now. That They want what we have. They want to get out of the thumb um, from underneath the thumb of these big corporate cable giants who dictate what they can say who they, most of them know the vast majority are platform players. They don't think that they could make it out here without the support of the Fox News digital platform and the, you know, the, the cable channel and so on. 
So it's not available to everybody, but even many of the stars over there will text me and say like, I'm so envious because you can do it on your own terms. And people, you say that we're on the same time. Nobody even knows that. They just download the Dan Bongino show. That's what I do. Right. And they can listen to you. They can listen to me. You can listen to it on two point speed so you can get it fast. Way more information than you would get if you were just sitting there watching freaking cable all day. Yeah. You are so spot on to your audience. Megan's not lying. I get these texts and phone calls all the time from people from other networks too. And they say yep. the exact same thing. How do I do that? Do what? Get out on your own, establish a rumble, a YouTube, whatever you want to do. Go out there and do your own show that you run, that you sell, that you have maybe a sales agent with at best, but you are in the editor, editor-in-chief of your own show. You run your own business. And very few people would trade the other way. Now, Having a show on Fox or Newsmax is still nice. There are still people who are not that tech savvy. I mean, my my dad, he admitted himself. And I had to coach him through Rumble. It's not complicated, mm -hmm. but he's used to turning on what I call, Megan, the one button problem. The advantage yeah. Newsmax and Fox still have over us is there's a generation of 40 plus, me included, who some of us are not that tech savvy. They are used to one button. They keep Fox yeah. or Newsmax on all day and they hit power. I call it the one button problem. The problem with Roku and other things, it's not a problem for the kids. They know exactly what to do. Bang, bang, bang. They're done. Easy. A lot of folks our age, they, you know, they're not used to that. Oh, what do you mean? I got to go to an app. Where do I find that? And they give up. That's going away. In 10 years, that'll be a non-issue with smart TVs. The grandkids come over and show them one time and they're good. So that's where people like you and I on our own, and you got the people at the Daily Wire who are doing their own thing. That's when I think the cord cutting is going to be apocalyptic. You just heard Dan Bongino.